0: Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Chris.
1: I'm Sean. I'm Scott.
0: I'm Diaz. And we're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community.
2: Let's let's dive into our topic a little bit, guys. Sure. Um, Today we're talking about YouTube, which is part of the reason why we've invited Sean over. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sean, you know a little thing or two about YouTube, don't you? Just a little bit, you know. <laughs> you might say I know a little bit. Yeah, I've been uh I've been doing the YouTube game per, like seriously for the last 5 years. Um before that, it was kind of a, a sporadic spur of the moment thing and uh you know, just 5 years ago I I had lost a job. I was not in a very good headspace. And uh I needed something to kinda occupy my time and get me out of a out of a funk. So I just started taking the pedals that I had in my collection and making demo videos. Lo and behold, two years later that got me a job and three years after that I'm I'm doing this full time and, and trying to make my living with it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It it's not an easy thing to do and it's one of those things that when when people ask you know what would you say to someone who wants to start a youtube channel my first word word is don't and that's that answer is twofold because one you have to really be committed to do it if you want to do it and two there's so much competition out there already it's not like i need somebody else out there to take away from that (laughs) But I've made some really great friends that do the same thing that I do and we support each other, we share ideas, we are open to collaboration. It when you find the right people in it, it's a it's a pretty darn cool community to be a part of.
2: It's pretty cool. Yeah, I I was gonna say I think I found you from another community member uh became aware of what you were doing and uh it's been it's been fun kind of getting a feel for your stuff um, how would you sort of say what do you think we are going to really talk about like what effect has youtube had on the guitar community because i think it it's become a focal point of mm-hmm. our guitar community like podcasts also in the last couple of years have really blown up in in a certain form of medium and Has influenced how we kind of make decisions and things like that, but it really seems like YouTube has become the new Guitar Magazine.
3: Well, the yeah, the the, hold on, I want to like I got something to say about YouTube. Like the crazy thing (laughs) is like, no, 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 like in a positive way. Like I I really like I love going in on YouTube rabbit holes with guitar demos and landing (laughs) on something that I've never heard of before, or hearing someone do something different. So Sean, your videos, you you do a lot of rocking riffs like and I love it but like thank you because there's some there's some people who like everything you hear kind of like sounds it either sounds the same or like you can tell what style someone plays and um but there's some people that like just don't push it like with drive pedals something like that right it's like every pedal they're like they keep everything at 12 o'clock or less and it's like I mm-hmm. want to hear how far this thing can go. And it's Sean, you've done a really good job of that. Like, I love listening to anything that comes out, like, drive wise that you do. Cause you, like, I was listening, I've, you just posted a demo. It was one of the last ones you posted in a few groups. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're in drop D kicking butt. Like, I love that. <laughs> the thing, but Thanks, the thing man. about, like, y- the thing about YouTube that has totally changed the guitar world, in my opinion, though is no one buys anything without listening to seven different d- demos of it. Yeah. Which is which is so crazy that the way people used to know about pedals was endorsements from from artists cuz whoever endorsed it you automatically kind of put their tone with it and it was in the magazines. Like you'd see right. pictures. Um we were just talking about something that like oh yeah, I remember seeing this in a magazine. Like everyone remembers the same ads that came out in every guitar world the source audio hot hand yep. Wah with the ring and everyone you never knew what no one knew what it did like that yeah. was a crazy thing like you'd see it all the time and no one knew what it did but nowadays you've got you've got your main demo people that you always go to um and then you've like you just go down these rabbit holes and it's insane to think of the way it was like 10 years ago that wasn't the case you the way you found out what a guitar pedal sounded like was you went to your nearest guitar place and you plugged it in and you messed with it and you touched it now you just go and watch someone else you
1: hope they have what you're looking for first that
3: too yeah Yeah. (laughs) well that's kind of like that's kind of like the world before the internet like in general the world before internet was if you wanted to find something out like a fact you went to your library and you pulled up an encyclopedia and you you read a book on it nowadays you just go and you google how many ounces in a cup and you pull it up and there you go you don't have to actually learn it you just have to see it on the screen for a split second yeah and like get the way youtube demos have totally shifted an entire industry has blown my mind like to sit there and think about how an entire industry has has changed from one website like isn't it's crazy
1: and in a way there's a lot of you know just speaking on my personal experience in getting the equipment to do the reviews and do the demos which i will say there is a very distinct difference in in my view of even that can be difficult there are still some companies that don't see the format of youtube the way that the way you're describing, you know, they they still mm-hmm. see YouTube as this foreign thing that might work. It's not that it has worked. They're just not. The comment was made that the YouTube isn't the new Guitar Magazine, and that's I, I totally agree with that analogy. Yep. Like i I am the review section. Of Guitar World magazine, I am uh, pretty much the review section of Premier Guitar magazine. Just I have my own spin, and I don't have to adhere to what they want. I and do, the best I,
3: part is, is we're not just taking your word for it; we're hearing it with you.
1: Exactly, like
3: oh, that's an amazing thing.
1: Exactly,
2: and that. And, that... Very few guitar magazines have really embraced that even. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. Premier Guitar is realistically the only one that really comes to mind that's really embraced YouTube.
3: Yeah. And yeah.
2: You're starting to see vendors now really starting to embrace YouTube like watching how Andertons has blown up their channel, um mm-hmm. which previously they didn't even brand it with their name. They just had Rob Chapman.
1: Yeah. You know. Well, they branded it, but he was hosting it. Because he had yeah. the following, but luckily oh, since their association uh blossomed, you know they've been able to shift that over to their own mm-hmm. uh channel and do a lot more with it and but, but
2: there are our, a our lot favorite of favorite old shops of uh wow, why am I blanking on this Andy pro guitar,
3: yeah, shop. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's another one i mean reverb he...
1: when like, I think even about
3: reverb does it
1: yeah, when I think about, you know, what really changed things for me, it was the Zvex demos that they used to post on their website. Uh mm-hmm. it was seeing Andy's videos for the first time and becoming aware of Gearman dude. And once those yeah. the once those three things fell in line, if I couldn't see a video of something that as I, I you know, teenager always wanted to see the coolest and like most rare effects pedals if i couldn't find a video of it you know i lost interest because it was like oh this looks so cool i wonder how it sounds because god knows that some small company in the middle of america is not going to be carried in my local guitar center Mm -hmm. so if i can't find a video of it then well I guess I'm not interested in it anymore, or I just lose interest because there's no, there's no way that I can approximate what it does. So YouTube YouTube is the new guitar magazine, man. It's absolutely true.
2: I kind of wonder, and I I, I don't think it's going to be the sole reason here. And so that's not what I'm trying to say. But if, since we now go to YouTube to evaluate everything and, decide what we're going to buy usually um, and not going to guitar center to kind of play it and get our hands on it the way we used to now we're comfortable buying things online and because that then because we're already on youtube we're going okay so where's the cheapest price on this is Mm -hmm. is it sweetwater Mm -hmm. is it this channel you know oh i found it used on reverb for half that price um we're more comfortable going that route now and that's part of the reason why you're seeing brick-and-mortar store struggle a little bit mm-hmm.
1: yeah and then you also see the used market growing a lot too because the problem now is since we rely on the demos you start seeing you know just as what Diaz said earlier with the fool it's a great pedal but he might end up wanting to trade it for something because mm-hmm. a lot of these things yeah we can watch videos of it but once you get it under your fingers once you actually get it in your hands and you actually can hear how it reacts to you as a player and your equipment and your rig you might come to find that yeah it's cool but it's just not for me
3: well even then there's a lot of editing that's done on these videos yeah um that changes i mean simple compression like if you're yeah. if you're compressing your entire video Mm. and it's going to change the sound some and i know a lot of uh demoers really want to try to keep it as pure to what they had in the room as possible but there's just things that aren't going to happen and also um you know as a if you're doing a demo one of the main things that you want to do is you really want it to sound as great as possible because you want to really let it shine i mean if you're doing a review that's one thing but a lot of people are doing paid demos you i mean you don't want to put out a demo that's Going to make their pedals sound like butt. Do you really think that they're going to come back? And they're going to be like, oh, Yeah, they did not. not make that sound as good as we think it sounds. So, I mean, y- and that's also kind of coming from like the sense of you're going to ask someone and they're going to give you a somewhat biased opinion. I mean, I'm sure if you ask a demoer, they're really going to tell you the truth on it, but you're getting a. It's kind of like. What truth would you, you, know, you like
1: to know? Yeah.
3: Yeah, and it, and it's kind of like, you know, like my wife's beautiful no matter what, but when she puts on makeup it's like wow, you know? Like that's the same thing with a pedal. I mean, it, it's going to it might sound great, but you're going to polish it up before you send it out and it's going to sound a lot better. And then you right. get the like you said, you get it and you get it in your rig and um I mean, that's like Tube Screamer is a prime example of a a pedal that some people get and they just they can make it sound amazing, but for some reason whenever I play a Tube Screamer it just doesn't sound like anyone else makes it sound I, I don't you know drive well with them right so that's a and but i think that this was a youtube boosting and demos really uh i think scott was kind of touching on it really changed the way the whole market worked and, mm-hmm. and like the, the like you said the used market i mean i buy a pedal used one of the main things i'm thinking of is okay if i don't like it i can turn around and sell it for this much either I'm going to flip it or I at least want to break even where the only thing I'm paying for is postage to try this pedal out. Mm-hmm. So, but YouTube's really like made that a big thing. I mean, like you said, Gearman dude's been around for the beginning of time. It seems like basically who's probably
1: one of and, my favorite people in the entire world, by the way, he is a fantastic human being.
3: Yeah. I've, I've never personally met him, but I've, I'm sure I've watched plenty of hours of, of him. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, and then you've got, and and a lot of these people like Sean, you've got, and then Ryan from 60s, like you've got these YouTube people. Uh, Curtis Kent was one. Um, I think he's kind of slowed down with the demo game, but, um, you have these people who have these personalities too. And you really kind of, you, you, you know, you see him like, um, you become friends on Facebook and you do all this and you start trusting their opinions on things. And that's another thing too. You used to go to your guitar shop and like the guy working there would be like, Oh man, you should try this out. And that's what YouTube demoers have become as well too. Or reviewers as I mean, they're the guys that you're like, Oh, Hey, I'm looking for this. What do you think? Oh yeah. Yeah. You should check this out. Mm -hmm. And the guitar center's got the bad rep for the bad employees. Sadly.
1: That's a well-deserved bad reputation. I mean, they could
3: really, point. they could really do a
1: lot. Speaking as someone who actually has done a video for guitar center, you know, that was a very enjoyable experience because their crew was just, you know, spot on professional. It was, you know, well-recorded, well-filmed, not well-edited, but the, the pro, but they didn't do the editing. Someone else did the editing. Uh, but they could do a lot to to change their uh you know, their fortunes Reputation. and they're yeah. just not doing it.
3: Well that was like um so Sweetwater is one that everyone brags on. They do a lot of training with their employees.
1: Oh yes, they do.
3: I mean that's yes. a that's a thing too. I if, if if you had some of these places and that's like mom and pop places where these kids are working at and I I personally know of a guy who I've interacted with online who tried to do a demo video for his local shop that he works at and God bless his heart. Um, <laughs> he tried and it's like, that's a another thing too with demos and people working at these shops is you've got the hacks and then you've got the guys who are really good at it. Mm. And that that's always fun too to go see on YouTube, see some of the demos where the guy's like using his iPhone yeah, <laughs> and you're just like, uh, and but somehow though they've got like four thousand views. I've never understood that one.
1: Well, the the thing that I always that's always a challenge with YouTube is because there is, it, it because there is so much out there. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of things that are truly good don't necessarily get the view count that they should, um, and other you know because one channel has a bigger following than the other or whatever yeah. youtube is is a strange beast to work within and so how
3: many how many followers do you have on youtube sean
1: currently my head? subscriber base just passed 3800 okay and uh that's been you know growing steadily not as steadily as i would hope but you know it is what it is um at the end of the day, and this is another thing that I tell people when they ask, like, "What should I do if I if I start, if I want to start a YouTube channel?" One, don't. And two, if you're gonna do it, uh, you better be prepared to do it just because you love it. Mm-hmm. Just plain and simple. Like, it's really popular right now, and I hate to say this to disparage, you know, some of the other guys that are out there doing it who fall into this category, but there's a lot of really great guitar players, like unbelievable players that have started YouTube channels that are growing like crazy. And the reason they're growing is because their chops are just insane. So it's mm-hmm. more, I think, people start watching them to watch them play and not really to listen to them demo or review a product. Uh yeah. for them, their content is about they are just happen to be playing through this piece of equipment. And, you know, I appreciate your compliment about my my riffing in my videos because that's I, I love riffing. You know, that that fits right into the style of music that I write. That fits into the style of music that I'm most comfortable with. So I feel like if I'm going to showcase something, I better be doing it in the best way possible. And the best way possible is to showcase it within my style as a player. But I'm still yeah, going good- to walk you through things, and I'm still going to show you how things are done. And I might even go outside my comfort zone to give you an idea of what else you could do with it. But, you know, whereas, say, you'll watch a video from one of those channels with a player that's just truly insane. You could walk away from that and think like, man, that sounded great, but I don't know if I could make it sound that good.
3: I think, yeah, and I think a lot of those players, a lot of those channels, um, they get those views and everything. And I think there's, like, two sets of minds that are watching it. There's the people who are like, oh, if I get that, I'm going to sound like that. And it's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. And then there's the other people who walk away, and they're like, like you said, they're like, yeah, no, that sounds great, but I'm not going to make it sound like that. I mean, I think there's kind of, like, both mindsets. I, um, I, I really like watching demoers who – uh have uh, not in a bad way but when they i guess it's they sound mediocre when they play whether they're mediocre players or not um they kind of play towards the middle of the road i think Mm -hmm. is more of what it is they're playing where any person can hear it and be like oh that sounds awesome and i can play like that Mm -hmm. um 60 cycle hum is a prime example ryan will be one of the first people to tell you that he's like not the world's greatest guitar player but right. one of the reasons why a lot of people watch those demos is because of that. Yeah, and absolutely. that's a that's a big thing, too. I think that there's a, a few different camps on that. But the ones yeah. when you see players like that go on, that's when the comment section gets a lot of fun. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> well, and, and like Ryan's done a good job with his niche of A, being in the more affordable equipment ranges for the most part. Yeah. Like he usually is using his boss katana. He's usually using like a squire as his guitar. Like he he's a lot more accessible for a lot of up and coming guitar players. Where like I I love watching Sean Tubbs's videos. If you guys are familiar with him. Oh yeah, he I mean he he only has thirteen thousand subscribers, which I thought was surprisingly low. Only
0: oh,
3: uh, thirteen thousand. Considering
2: he plays to a show bigger than that. Most <laughs> Sean's nights. like
3: Sean's like give me thirteen thousand. We'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah, seriously.
1: Here.
2: Well, so I, I was just kind of curious, because when we asked you that, I was like, okay, who else are the YouTube personalities I know and follow? So, like, no, Anderton's no, is, like, 400,000-plus. They have oh, a gosh. pretty big exposure. Jared Dines has 1.8 million. Yeah. like, yeah. And which is funny, because, like, Jared Dines doesn't do demos really. No. Well, yeah,
3: he's more of – his is, like, comedy. It's yeah. almost – Yeah. Like a, it's almost like a comedy – um I, his wasn't he the one that kind of does the things not to do in the uh shop or that's uh yeah, yeah that
1: That was him and fluff
3: yeah things not to do like that was like his was more or less like mm-hmm. things not like his was more of a comedy channel yeah, 1.8 million you said
2: yeah he's he's more of a youtuber if you like yeah. if you think of it in like that yeah that he he's more of a youtube personality
3: YouTuber. instead of a yeah but and then you have things
2: like uh, Pete Thorne is a whole, over a hundred thousand uh, Rob Chapman's really, really high. like you, ha- you have those like the big name big, big names of YouTube, and th- this is no way to make a comparison thing, but you know, there are channels that get a lot of that, and they all have their kind of niches in various ways. like some of those channels you're just wa- you're just there to watch that guy shred. You're yeah. not really Pete Thorne's one. You're not if there we, for the Pete Thorn, I
3: don't care what they're like he's doing a demo of this. Like I don't care. I just want to hear Pete play.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I I will say that having met and talked with Pete Thorne at length about things, uh he does have some really, you know, good insight on pieces of gear and how they work in a very I would say a very different context than a lot of the other guys who do the who are the insane players and do the demo the the demo demo thing, uh, because he's he's in it, you know, he's in the stuff, and he's using the equipment and he legitimately yeah. likes checking out new things to see if well, they work. Wasn't will there a video of him, him
3: like hanging out with like Chris Cornell, messing around, like there. I, Pete Thorne has his list of things he's done mm-hmm. is insane, yeah, and
1: because he's had this wealth of experience, I think that's the the other big thing for me why his videos were always something that i I tended to gravitate towards because he has had such a wide range of experiences within music as a sideman from yeah. heavier styles of music to pop, from mm-hmm. Japanese artists that are like the Japanese Bruce Springsteen to Melissa Etheridge, Chris yeah. Cornell. He auditioned for Nine Inch Nails. Like, the stories that he could tell. If he just told stories, I, I'd, I'd watch that.
3: <laughs> Pete Thorne, if you could please just do Pete Thorne story Time, like <laughs> every Sunday at 6, when we're done recording, we'll hop over there and just watch... <laughs> Watch or that.
2: you know, better yet, just come on the show. We'll we'll give you a segment, and uh, you know, yeah. Pete, <laughs> come Thorn's on Stories,
3: He's like one of those ones, like where you saw uh what was it on Dave on Chappelle show, Prince playing basketball.
2: He oh, Charlie Murphy. Like, yeah,
3: he'll be our new Charlie Murphy. He'll be like, let me <laughs> this time. <laughs> when I was hanging out with with Chris Cornell, Charlie Murphy. Oh my. yeah, that's it. Pete Thorne's Pete True Thorns. Hollywood
1: Stories. Yeah. that's
3: it <laughs> well i think fantastic. a big thing too about uh youtubers um is they're also their personality like that's a big thing um when i think of like a lot of the people that the demos i like to watch their personality is a big thing what's the one guy jay the
1: jay leonard jay
3: jay leonard jay his video well, number one he's a fantastic guitar player like i love listening to him play because he plays so many different styles in his demos, like he did the demo for the paisley deluxe um but that guy is his personality just while he's playing there's so much joy
2: time. yeah that's Dude, that's the first impression I get like he he has this s- just grin when he's playing
3: like like you know he's just sitting there to this like all that's going through his brain is this is what I do for a living like like that's <laughs> it like, right he's and that's that's a big thing too um so A person i mentioned was curtis kent um his for a while um i think a a few years back like his demos were the ones that you went and watched for like especially in like the praise and worship community um he always did the hey everybody everyone knew that everyone knew who he was and what he did and that was um like that's a a big thing too ryan's personality was 60 cycle hum and, and everything and that's another thing you get some of these youtubers people who want to get into it and it's like man you gotta like carve your your stone you gotta get your personality you gotta get and do your thing and not a lot of people uh really seems like they can pull that off anymore uh who's the the living room demos guy
1: oh yeah eric living room gear gear demos
3: yeah that's another one that's a it's a good demo channel because his are usually pretty laid back yeah um
1: they're all in his home
3: yeah like that and those are really good demos as well um
1: fantastically well photographed and recorded fantastic i am so jealous of his picture quality
3: he and he always does that zoom in thing on the pedal like on his table oh yeah i don't know i i don't know how i'm sure it's something that's actually quite simple for a lot of uh people who do cinematography but (laughs) that always gets me every time i'm like oh that's cool
2: (laughs) so sean uh for you, you when we asked you uh, all right i want to get into youtube videos you said don't yeah so there's clearly some negative sides of this world um of course without naming names what, what what kind of stuff are we just not aware of and what
1: aren't we dealing with well on a lot of the things that i would say that viewers don't see is obviously the process um The process of making one video for me can really depend on the length of time and also the quality of the product that comes in. Uh, Just to provide an example, I do paid reviews. I do. And I have an arrangement with a a very nice company that they pay me a very nice rate for a, a pedal demo and i they give me free reign to do what i want and i'm allowed to say my thoughts on the product so i can review it as well that's not always the case though uh a lot of and that arrangement is very easy it the pedal shows up in the mail i check it out for maybe 2 hours formulate my initial thoughts and then spend another 2 hours formulating my favorite ways of using it and then when it comes to filming it one pedal demo usually takes me about an hour to shoot from you know camera and audio rolling to cut takes about an hour on the uh on the short run uh some are more difficult and require more days of you know in-depth discovery and exploration and There are some things that I find that I'm just like, I don't know if I should say this negative thing because they just sent it to me or they're paying me. And then at the end of the day, I have to ask, well, what master am I really trying to serve? And really for the YouTuber, it has to be their audience. You have to serve the people. You have to serve what they expect of you. And what I've pledged to my viewers is I've pledged honesty and I've pledged my my thoughts and my opinions on things. The other. So the process is can be very long. Post-production can take anywhere from, you know, two to five hours, depending on length of video and also the necessity to cut. Luckily, I've refined my process recently, so that that t- time spent is a little less than it has been, but it's still a lot of time. And if you're not getting paid for that, that's that's time that you spend away from things that could be paying bills, making money to pay bills. That's time spent away. You know, I've been married happily for close to six years and that's time spent away from my wife. That's time spent away from working on my band and other things. It, it's a lot of time for one video and the return is not always that great. And that is definitely one thing that people don't understand. And sometimes when I see comments about people getting paid, for YouTube videos that I'm always a, a little upset about. It's like what I don't, I don't deserve to, you know, make a living. You know, I have to do it some way. And thankfully, people seem to think that my opinions on gear are good enough that they want to pay me for it. Hmm. That's all. That's always hard. You know, at the end of the day, this is a job. It really is. As much fun as I have doing this. Because I love gear. I love pedals. I, You know, you you mentioned Sean Tubbs with 13,000 subscribers. I would love nothing more than to have 13,000 subscribers because that would also lead to less of the problem of getting the equipment from companies. Because some companies are just so very focused on the numbers. They don't focus enough on quality. And... I've worked professionally in the gear world for the last five years of my life. So I know people within this industry, and they can vouch for the quality of my work. So what if I don't have the numbers of some of the more popular YouTube channels, many of which are are friends of mine, but I guarantee you that I will produce something of quality that you will be proud to have out there in the open.
3: Yeah, definitely. Well, that's like, there's one, there's one YouTube demo or that I'm not going to say their name. Um, but he's kind of got that like middle-aged guy, classic metal niche.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And I, I see his demos and, um, cause I, it was back whenever I was looking at a jet city mm. and he did a demo of it. And it was just, it sounded like, but, And I was just like, how does this guy have this many people listening? And it's just – it's insane. I mean, that's like one of the – like you said, like that would be really hard to convey um, to some companies that don't understand the quality and the time that you're putting into it compared to the people who just slap something together. and they've, But they've got, you know, 50,000 subscribers. So they automatically get views just from people because they're subscribed. Yeah. I mean – I mean, so, you guys, and then, and then you,
1: we're all. I'm pretty sure we're all friends on Facebook, and we run in a lot of the same circles. And I'm yeah. sure every Saturday, you guys see my annoying little notification of Sean share this link and this, <laughs> share this link and this, share this link and this. Dude, I work like a dog to try to get my stuff seen by people. Yeah, and I do that because I just I I want this bad enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to do this. And I really like doing this. This is the best way to make a living for me than I than outside of maybe being in a touring band. So, you know, I I will promote until the following grows. And once the following reaches critical mass and I don't have to worry about, you know, doing it as much, I'll still do it, but I'll do it a lot less than I do now.
3: Well, the all the you know, all the top people they, they, you know, they get there from hustling, you know, Yeah, you've got, you've got to bust your tail. You've got to put your name. I mean, that's like us on Wednesday. You'll see it in groups. Yep. Well, luckily we were able to split it up between four of us sharing. So we don't, we don't take off as many people, but you know, that's, that's the way you got to get your, that's how you get your numbers up. You got to get people out there. And if you know, you're putting out a, a you know, a decent quality product, then people are going to keep coming back. I mean, if I can, if we can get, you know. A hundred people to listen to the show, maybe five of them will come back, and like right, but, yeah. But like that's that's the whole thing, you know. Well, so it's all the, five uh, of you who have come back, thank you.
1: It's the five percent rule, you know. For for every you know, let's just round down to thirty eight hundred. So ten percent of thirty eight hundred, divide that in half. You know, that's how many people are actually going to watch the video that I post every week from my subscribers. But I still need to share it in Facebook groups. I need to share it on Reddit, Twitter, a bunch of other places, and do that multiple times in order to make sure that I can crack that 5%. Yeah. Though, And hopefully some of those people will be new, and some of those people will click that subscribe button. So that's that's – one big challenge definitely is the numbers thing, you know. I and not I having just, to
3: do giveaways to pump your numbers up.
1: Which is a which is a huge headache now in and of itself with all the new uh data regulations that our internet expert uh governing officials have decided to <laughs> put into effect. Um you know, we could talk ad nauseum about YouTube comments. I don't even <laughs> oh, really gosh. I don't even really want to go there on the negative. I'll just say that there I will get I've gotten a couple comments recently that have just been the biggest bright spots in my days. And I can't be more thankful to those people and their incredible support of what I do, because they may just be paying me a compliment, but that compliment can mean so much to a, a youtuber and they would have no idea of it you know ha- having yeah, someone so stop being
3: so mean go be nice to sean <laughs> but keep, go say something i think we should start a campaign to start say something nice to a youtuber like yeah exactly one positive comment out today
1: yes say something nice to a youtuber you you'd have no idea like i had a guy yesterday on the demo i uploaded he's like Man, I'm afraid to watch this video because last week I bought a quadrant after watching your video. I'm really afraid of watching this one because I'm pretty sure I'm gonna want to buy it. And it's just like, wow, I really did my job. Like I I get I helped him, I helped inform somebody's purchase yeah. and did it enough that they thought, hey, if 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 he thinks it's good. And if it sounds like that for him, maybe I can do that.
2: Yeah, I mean, you had that for me when you did the comfort driver from uh, Orange, the getaway uh, driver. Getaway driver, not the comfort driver. Sorry about that. Comfort driver, That's I like that. Wrong, yeah,
1: man.
2: but like, there was just this, like, I I've like, I, I'd seen a number of your demos before, but I was just like, oh shoot, he is clicking with that thing. Yeah, and I was it was like all right, that's the right product to the right demoer, you know. That probably wouldn't have been the right piece of equipment to handle Lee Anderton to demo, (laughs) you know. And he'd he'd play his little bluesy riffs on it, and it wouldn't work, you know. And I'd be like, eh, all right, cool. But like, how much a YouTube is about sort of that micro targeting and micro marketing that, Mm. um, you know. Diaz is not the best person to hand a tube screamer to do a, a demo with, <laughs> right?
3: No, don't give me a tube screamer unless you want it to sound like butt.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. There's it, it's about sort of that targeting and and finding your niche and how that's really allowed us to to change the way we're buying and looking at products because I've noticed personally a lot of the the demoers I like to watch are either using they're always using Fender amps. You know, because mm. those are the ones I'm like, okay, that's how my pedal's going to sound. Right. My rig's going to sound with this stuff. So I, I tend to veer into those people and, and really, really dig into that or the people who really show off the features of what's going on.
1: Um, right. And honestly, to your, to your point of that, I always hate wa- the fact that everybody uses, like, a Fender Twin because, one, I don't own a Fender Twin, so mm-hmm. it's not necessarily going to sound like... Because yes, as a YouTuber, I still watch other people's stuff, um, but it doesn't. It's not going to sound like it's going to sound through my amplifier. And personally, I've just never met. I've met one Fender amplifier in my entire life that I loved. One. All right, come to Chicago.
2: And, I'll show you number two.
1: Oh, I'm sure. That, <laughs> I'm sure CME will have plenty that I, that I will like. But you know, at the end of the day, I'm just if I'm going to spend $3,000 on an amplifier, it's got to be brand new and I got to have like it backed by the company because I can't afford upkeeping vintage equipment right now. But I always tend to steer away from those because I know like, oh, that's a particular sound and it's a particular sound that people like, but it's not what I do. And I think that's one of the getting to the niche thing that's kind of one of the things that I think sets my stuff apart is because all my amps are essentially based around EL thirty-fours. You know, I have a I have my Rocker Verb, which is the main amp that I use for everything. And at the beginning of the year I added a, a Carvin V three to the collection, which oh, is cool. an EL thirty four amplifier with a really, really nice clean channel on it. I mean, it is it's very surprising. But and then outside of that, I have a Tiny Terror, which is EL84s. And uh, I have on loan from Orange right now an OR15, which is EL84s. Hmm. I just gravitate towards that British sound. But I still find that I'm able to get a lot out of pedals from a quote-unquote British-style amplifier
0: mm-hmm yeah that's all uh, i've and, ever used
1: <laughs> yeah
2: and, and therefore you market to people like chris who are in the <laughs> similar boat
1: Well, hey, i think i think i just market really to uh guitar players in really in general because that's pr- that's a pretty good niche in and of itself mm-hmm. but i also have a very distinct way that i want people to feel when they're watching one of my demos I do my demos in my home studio. Sure. I rearrange things and I have special setups with cameras and lighting and ways about it. But I want my videos to feel like you're coming over to my house. You're going to come up to my studio. Hey man, I got this really cool new pedal. We're going to sit down. We're going to talk about it. We're going to work through it and we're going to play it. And you know, if we come to something cool in the process, like, Oh, we'll just, we'll just dive into that. You know, I want you to feel like we're hanging out and that that's what I like. I want you to feel a part of it. I don't want you to feel like there's this glass wall between us where no, you can't come across. No, you can't. You can look, but you can't touch. I want you to feel like you could reach out and touch it.
2: That sounds sweet. Hey Sean, where's the best place for everybody who's listening that, Aren't aware of your stuff yet? Where's the best way to get in touch with you? See what you're working on, things like that.
1: Well, the best place, obviously, on the YouTube front would be my channel, which is youtube.com/slash sean s e a n pierce johnson. Uh, I'm also I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram at sean pierce ceo. Or you can also follow the Stompbox Saturday Instagram, which is my weekly pedal demo show you'll usually see a little teaser of what's going on uh, this w- week's particular demo every Saturday and every little, every once in a while we'll share some people's pedals and their boards. If, if you tag us, uh, I'm always game to share what people are doing with their rigs. And you also might get a few sneak previews of some things that are coming up in the near future. Um, So you can always hit me up those ways. Um, and outside of that, you can also please check out the music that I'm making at cockeyedoptimist.net. Nice, which I would greatly appreciate. New single coming soon. Ooh, Mixing it in, in the process of mixing it right now. Very nice. Uh
0: so I think I guess uh that's going to wrap up this episode. So I just want to say uh thank you Sean for Joining us, it's definitely been a good conversation, and I know as for me coming from dabbling in the YouTube community, that definitely has given me a lot more insight of like the things to do, like do's and don'ts. So we, I definitely appreciate all that.
1: Thank you for having me. I I appreciate you guys having me on. It's been fun. Yeah. Um.
0: So for everybody listening, uh, thank you all for listening. Um a chance go check out sean and everything he's doing uh i'll be sure to get those links down in the description make sure you follow us on instagram at the effects loop make sure you join our facebook group because we do have a live up coming up on may 14th um and uh i think that's actually it so for the effects loop i'm chris i'm sean i'm scott and i'm diaz and we'll see y'all next time Thanks, everybody. Bye Thank guys.
2: you.